thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. This is David Perkins, and we're so glad that you're listening. Hey, if you're a part of our family meeting online or in person, we want to encourage you to get connected at Radiant Church KC across all social media platforms. God is doing something incredible in Kansas City, and we love connecting with you, whether it's through our app or even through all the content available on our YouTube page. Hey, our prayer is that God uses this message to change your life and that you could become a dynamic disciple of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this message. Hey, you feel good? You you all right? Hey, uh, I want to just have us give a big hand to Kyle and Tara. Uh, Macintosh, you led 21 days of prayer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What a phenomenal season of 21 Days of Prayer. It's been such a delight. And so uh, Kyle serves, uh, he's he's an engineer, but uh, his passion is being a praying church. And so just so grateful for him and uh, just so love them and love this season of 21 Days of Prayer. It's been so great. Um, Also, uh, in January, this is uh, our month of enrollment for small groups. And so um, next week, we'll start our new uh, spring semester for small groups. And so um, I just met this couple that's helping us with small groups. Their name are Hal and Debbie Perkins. And so um, just kidding. They volunteer as well. And Joe and Amy Candelaria uh, volunteer as well. And they're all setting up our small groups. Can we give them a big hand? So grateful for them. Yeah. And so if you'd like to uh, jump in and lead a small group, make sure and, uh, and walk right out here and connect with them. Uh, today is uh, our last Sunday before we, uh, before we begin the new semester. And so that's beginning. That'll be a 13-week semester. Um, and really, that's what we're passionate about around here. Uh, we love Sundays, but we're very, very committed to making disciples through the week. Um, and so if you're able to build relationship and get connected at a table or at a Starbucks or in a Probably not in a park for the first, well, that's probably like a summer group, but um, just being able to build relationships. We want to help you do that. And so, um, hey, um, uh, great series. Can we give Pastor Nathan, I don't see him, but he did a great job last week. Um, so grateful. Uh, so good. And Banning was here and uh, he did a great job. And so um, it's just fun. It's fun to see what God's doing. Hey, uh, one more announcement I want to tell you, and that is that next week uh, we'll begin um, Radiant Connect. And so this is going to be a once a month gathering. Uh, It's going to be a meal uh, up at our new prayer chapel, everybody, at our new building. Das, I heard you call it the Radiant Building. All right, let's let's just go Radiant Church, everybody. We'll have it at Radiant Church. and so it'll be the first, um, the first Sunday of the month, but it'll be from five to seven. And um, if you're new to Radiant and you'd like to take a step into uh, joining the church, um, Renata and I will be there. We'll share with you the history of the church, um, the values, the vision, where we're going. And it'll give you an opportunity to take, uh, not only just to join, but if you wanna take a step into small groups or take a step, or if you have questions, um, it's, uh, it'll be round tables, a meal, um, good, clean, fun, and a real swell time uh, where we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about who we are. And some of you are, um, some of you have been coming for a long time, but you'd like to take a step at getting connected. And so um, Paul Barker made this uh, little card and it's called Radiant Connect. And so um, it's gonna be great. All right, if you've got your Bibles, let's go Exodus chapter 17. If you love Jesus, say I do. Uh, so good to see you. Um, I wanna, I wanna uh, stay in this praying church series And here's my dream here. My dream is to help all of us um, embrace uh, a discipline or a habit or really to believe, even theologically, um, in the power of intercessory prayer. 
And so uh, today, we're gonna go after that, and we've been, obviously, in this whole series about prayer. Specifically, and today's not really about devotional prayer. It's not really about petitionary prayer. Those are amazing. Uh, I wanna go after you laboring in the spiritual realm on behalf of other people, because when you pray, God is at work, and buying into the idea that God takes your, in your free will, you go and you choose to spend time praying on behalf of other people, and God, who wants to do things on planet Earth, is at work as you pray. And there's a lot of people that that's hard to buy. That's hard to believe that you possess some kind of dignity where your prayers make a measurable difference on the planet. I believe when I read Jesus, when I, when I, when I listen to the way that Jesus teaches, when I, when I study the way that not just that Jesus taught, but the way that he lived his life, um, it seems to me that this idea of prayer is not just theory. It's not magic. It's not some kind of formula. There's a relational element that we have where when we pray, when we spend time taking our, our time, your minutes, your, your hours, and you choose to pray, that God is at work in a supernatural way. And so um, I wanna talk about that a little bit today. And then uh, we're actually gonna take a few moments to pray at the end, uh, and then we'll let you go. I hear there's a game today. And so I wanna make sure that we uh, get out on time. Exodus chapter 17, verse eight, reads like this. Now, just old school, just so you know, this is one of my favorite texts. And so um, if you feel like, wow, I feel like I've heard about this Amalekite battle at Rephidim a lot. Yes, you have. This is like, this is one of David's favorites. And so if you're a part of this church, I just think you'll hear this a lot because I love the way that this sets a physical picture for what I believe prayer looks like. So it says this verse eight, the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. And as long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with a sword. Will you bow your heads and pray with me? Father, in Jesus' name, we ask that in these precious minutes that we have together that you would deposit in us, God, not just a burden to pray, but even just a little bit more revelation. God, do it in me. Give me greater revelation. God, do it in, in every family, every, every, every person. God, we ask, Lord Jesus, that this vision, this dream to be a praying church, it's, it's not formed in a day. It's not formed through a sermon. It's just over the years and decades, would you do this in us so that we become a laboring people that pray much in secret, that we love to be people that turn off all the gadgets that we have. We're the most entertained generation in history. Help us forego some entertainment in order to pray. God, we love you. We honor you. And everybody said amen. One of the things that uh, Renata and I uh, started doing with our children when they were young was gathering to them together after dinner uh, to talk uh, about following Jesus. And so we would read the Bible and, um, and I used to uh, bribe them with giving correct Bible answers by giving them chocolate if they got a question right. So I would put, everybody would get their Bibles out and I would put chocolate in the middle. And so in 2008 was when we began this. We were on our, our 2008 vacation. We had three kids under five and I would sit there and, and that was the season that it started. 
So Doss would have been about four and uh, lived probably two. I think Addie was a baby, but uh, I would, I would, if they got the question right, they would gain chocolate. And so that, that got real challenging as they got older because Renata became into um, nutrition. Uh, but I loved it for a season before. Uh, and, and, so, and so I would sit there and talk with them about, um, about studying the word of God, applying it to their lives. And so that's continued. And so now they're old. They're old school. Um, Dawson and Justice are both taller than me. Justice uh, yesterday uh, curled more than me, which is embarrassing and hard for me. He's 13. Pray for me. Your boy is hurting now. Um, it's very painful to be not just the smallest, but potentially the weakest man in the family. And so... Um, <laughs> But, but as we were sitting in our, uh, we were having tribal Bible, they're now 19, 17, 16, 13. We we're seated just uh, a, a, a few weeks ago, tribal Bible, and, 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 we're, and, and I said this phrase as we're sitting there, or I said, um, I said, I feel like God is fighting for us. And, and, and we're in this situation where um, we've been taking a, a few scenarios um, that are going on in, in our family. And, and we've been praying about it, and we've been just diligently praying, just taking it to God. And, and, and what I was connecting with is I was, I was telling them is I, I can't explain it. Nathan said this. It's the, it's the idea that I feel like, though other people might call it coincidences, I feel like I'm seeing God at work. Now, to the to, the, to, to other people, they, they might not ever see it, but I feel like in this spiritual battle that I believe that we are in and that we really are fighting battles and that there really is a real enemy and sure seems like Paul believed that in Ephesians 6. Sure seems like we really are in a spiritual battle and that when we pray, when we cry out to God, that God wants to be at work on planet earth. And I, So my language to my children was just the sense. I feel like God at work. Here it is, January of 2024. And I'm just, I can't, I can't necessarily, um, I can't prove it. Like, I, there's not data for me, to able, for me to be able to say, this is God. But if I'm honest, just in my time alone with God and in the way that I see the world and when it, some things that have happened that I can't give any kind of explanation other than I feel like God is at work. And so I was thinking about how that might be one of the greatest feelings you can feel. Like far greater than I feel comfortable is God is fighting for us. Like that was the feeling. I feel like God is fighting for us. I feel like God is at work. I feel like God is with us. It's in this battle that we're in. It just seems like God is at work. And I was thinking that might feel better than just earning enough money uh, to make it. It might feel better than fame. I don't know, you know, what the movie stars feel like, uh, but, 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 but it doesn't seem like the, that once they reach the pinnacle of fame, like their life suddenly all looks like it's great. I, I just don't think that, that that rat race of trying to be famous or trying to be wealthy, or maybe some people just want an, an adventure, you know, and maybe, maybe it's really, maybe it really is that great to, you know, jump out of an airplane or I don't know, ski off a cliff or something. I'm sure those things are thrilling. But even that, I would say, I don't know that there's anything more enjoyable than to suddenly have tears fill your eyes, look at circumstance that seems difficult and challenging and say, I'm not saying that the circumstance is perfect or even that good right now, but I know God is with us. And I have this sense that God is fighting for us. This story here in Exodus 17, you can only imagine what it feels like if you're one of the Israelites and you're one of the warriors 
and you're fighting the Amalekites at Rephidim and you have strength that you don't deserve. The story is, is that Moses is up on top of the hill and as his hands go up, the Israelites begin to win when his hands go down in the text. So in the text, it says they go up and they go down. That's a bizarre story. I don't know what jumping jacks would look like. You know, like we're winning, we're losing, we're winning, we're losing, we're winning, we're losing. Ah, right. But if you're in the battle and you feel like you are defeating the Amalekites with strength or we might say talent or weapons, some kind of way where you're winning, but you don't necessarily would believe it's all the physical elements that are causing you to win. You're, you're, you're strong, you're defeating the Amalekites, but you know at the core, there's something supernatural taking place. You would be in shock. I love this. Like you're fighting, I don't know how, I mean, I picture, I just had this masculine night with my boys where I was like, hey boys, we're gonna fast forward the bad parts, but you are watching Braveheart. They don't even know what Braveheart was. I was like, that is like a forming movie. It's like, yes, okay, 1995, let's go. We just watched, and we saw, I watched all these sword fights all over again, and, and, and it's brutal, and it's, I mean, it's, but if you are in the battle and you're suddenly victorious, you can feel like, you, you, would, you, would, you would be filled with gratitude, you would be filled with wonder and you would be like, I, I can't explain it. That Amalekite warrior actually has bigger muscles than me, has a big sword and is wah, 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 and I am a dagger and God is with me. So I was thinking about you and I, the spiritual battle that we're in and oh, the delight when you're like, I don't know how to explain it. And I'm not saying that the world would say my circumstances have to be right for me to be okay. But when we sing a song like, this is how I fight my battles. <laughs> so funny, I, was, I won't make that joke. Um, <laughs> we sing that song a lot. This is how I fight my battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Okay, so what are we singing? What are we talking about? Is that just some song on the radio and you know, Jacob and Katie like to sing it on Sundays? My weapon is praise and thanksgiving. Huh. So here's my weapon is relationship. You're holy. You're good. Thank you. You're at work. It's, it's, it's God. I'm trusting you in the midst of this battle. Looks foolish to the world. But God, who Yahweh, who's in covenant with the Israelites, he's in relationship with the Israelites. I will fight for you. Actually, that's what he says. Actually, in Exodus 14. That's a, you can only imagine if you're fighting and they've got the memory of God is fighting for us. God is with us. There was a moment where Pharaoh was behind us, Red Sea in front of us. We're standing there and all of a sudden the Red Sea parts. Moses has just said, the Lord will fight for you, Exodus 14. You need only to be still. Imagine how you feel in the moment where your circumstance looks dire, God opens up the sea, jaw drops. Ah, oh, wow. About four years ago, I was watching uh, with my kids that movie, The Bible. It's the one that was made by um, Mark Burnett. I think that's his name. Carol Burnett, Mark Burnett, something like that. Um, <laughs> but, and, 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 and there's a moment, I think it's, I think it's, an, it's an extra biblical uh, phrase 
It's, it's not in Exodus 14, but as they told the story, Mo, the Red Sea parts and Moses turns to the people and it's not Charleston Heston in the movie, but it's Charleston Heston-like where he suddenly goes, God is with us. That's the moment that I feel. That's the moment I was saying in tribal Bible. Not like, I mean, five foot five David. I feel like God's with us. Probably cry, probably sing, but, but God's with us. So when we pray, we're coming before God. We're going on his terms. You've got ways you fight your battles. He's got ways he's invited you to get in the battle with him. My, my weapon is praise and thanksgiving. I don't want to praise my circumstance not good enough. I don't want to thank God because I want more. Nope, I come before God yet again. I enter into the congregation on a Sunday and I praise and I give thanks to God. You're in a spiritual battle and you begin to see God you, what happens is um, in the place of prayer, whether you're a list intercessor, so you like to list out, I'm gonna pray for uh, my family, I'm gonna pray for my job, I'm gonna pray for my marriage, I'm gonna pray for my kids, I'm gonna pray for the people at work, I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna labor for the lost, so I'm gonna pray for people around me, I'm gonna pray for the United States of America, I'm gonna pray for our nation, I'm gonna pray. You, you might be a list prayer, you might be a presence prayer. I'm like a presence prayer. Like for me, there's nothing like the prayer meeting, black cup of coffee, just mm, no sugar, no, but just right there, presence. Oh, that's my favorite thing. But when you're, the, when you're the intercessor that comes before God and instead of just doing your agenda, you're actually putting to paper or you're putting into verbal language, asking your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so you're spending your time praying. What happens is you start to have a vision where you start to see, oh, I've been praying for that. God is at work. God is with us. The Lord is fighting. So as you go throughout your day or as you go through the week, maybe even as you look at the headlines, other people have no, they're just moving along. They're just, they're so consumed. My bills, uh, I'm streaming a certain show on Netflix every evening and that fills up a lot of my time. So that's actually where my brain is. Or I'm super paying attention to everything with any substitute, but I'm not connected to what, God, your kingdom come. You are the king that reigns. You are at work in the world. And so I want to be a part of what you're doing. If you're fighting a battle, I want to be in the battle that you're in. And, but the people that are in that battle, they, they've got a worldview where they're, they're seeing the world differently. So they celebrate different. They're, 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 they get excited about different things. So if you're in that battle, then when there's a story of salvation, you care. When there's a story of, 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 of people who have nothing, who are poor and broken, and somebody giving them food in the name of Jesus, you get excited. You, you see the world differently. And so I feel like we're in a, in a season as a church right now where I would say God is with us. I was at the prayer meeting yesterday, and I just uh, heard a story about God healing, and I thought, God is fighting for us. Yesterday, I'm standing up in that prayer chapel and I don't know how to explain it. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know that building when we moved here. I didn't, I didn't pick that building. It's just the building that God gave us. But I just, I had this moment as I was standing in the prayer chapel, I was looking out the windows and I looked behind me and there's windows that look over the place where our new, our new auditorium will be one day. And there's windows that look over where our kids space will be one day. And then you look out and there's rooftops and there's business and you can see the streets. And so you could see the city. And for some reason, there's this room that's up at the top and it's, and it's the only space that we could occupy early. And we turned it into this prayer chapel and it's, and it's up high. And it's, so it's, it's our, it's the first space. It's, 
really, it's the best space. It's the place that I feel like God said, this is the prayer chapel. And I just had this, this moment of feeling like God gave us this building and kind of, this is not normal architecture for a church to have this, but this prayer chapels, right? It's the first and the best. It's the thing that you see when you walk in. And I just felt like, God, you gave us this building. God is with us. I just, I just, I just had this moment where uh, I was texting with Nathan this week and, and he was telling me about people getting saved last week. And I just thought, wow, God, you're healing. God, you're saving. God, you're providing. God, God, you're at work. God, you're fighting for us. So it doesn't just have to be an Old Testament text in Exodus 17. Exodus 17 inspires us to go, God, you're at work. Because think about this story. Moses up on top of the hill. Man, I might preach this next week, everybody. I'm not even to point one yet. Bless the Lord on my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Uh, okay. Um, why don't we do praying church next week? Okay. But imagine this moment. This is uh, Aaron and her holding up Moses' arms. And when his hands are up, our arms go up and God at work. Arms go down. And if, if you are in that battle, if you have any knowledge of the dynamics of victory. You are not mostly concerned with, let's bench press more, let's make sure that we get a better club. or a be you, you, The number one thing that you think is, yo, yo Aaron, yo her, you her, him, her. <laughs> Whatever, her the man. Get Moses, hands up, we're dying down here. We need God in the battle. You have God in the battle. You're at your highest. You've got victory coming. So I want to invite us as a praying church to get this in our bones, to get this in us. And we like to debate method. We like to be uh, burdened or frustrated by people that um, have let us down in the past. We like to be find some reason, but you've got this little window of time. You've got these little 70, 80, 90 years on planet earth. There's this moment, Matthew 26, where Jesus sets the example to go pray. And he's burdened in Gethsemane and he goes and he's praying and he invites the disciples to come and he asks them to pray and they fall asleep. And then he comes back, he says, could you not watch and pray for one hour? I just... I just want you to feel that story. Something about Jesus as he's about to go to the cross and he goes and he prays. I just want you to, I want you to see his view of prayer. As he's about to face the cross, it's prayer that he runs to. And then the, the, the desire, I mean, just, just think of the desire, the anguish. What kind of anguish are you in that you sweat blood? And he looks back at the disciples and he just says to Peter, James, John, can, can, you not, can you not keep watch? Can you not pray? Can you not keep up with me for one hour? Just imagine Jesus setting that example and you've got this little window. Okay, what would it look like for intercession, for prayer to be a part of my life? Intercession is partnership. So David, why do we have to do that anyway? Um, God has chosen to partner with his people. So yes, God could have said, I'm gonna take out the Amalekites and God is omnipotent. 
So he could have just said, I'm going to do it. We'll have the earth swallow up those Amalekites. But he chose to partner with the Israelites in the battle. God uses his people. The, oh, the entire narrative of the scriptures is God partnering with his people to accomplish his work. It's the way that God is. He's a partner in God. He wants to partner with you. So he wants to do a great work, but he wants to partner with his people. So we have to be the people that surrender our time, our money, our resources, our affections, all those things, and we come into alignment with him. Your kingdom come, your will be done. I want what you want. And the way that we start that partnership is in this place of prayer. I want your kingdom to come. The amazing thing is that in the place of prayer, you start to, it rearranges the way that you think. It rearranges your emotions. So that ends up rearranging your actions. But the, 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 the place that, that being with him and praying, you'll start to want to do those things. You'll start to want to put feet to your own prayers. But, but intercession is a partnership. Intercession is, this, is, is saying, God, I want to work with you. And, and God um, chooses. That's what he wants to do. He, he, he wants to partner with you. So God, God doesn't need intercessors. He's God. He can do whatever he wants. But he has chosen. And he chooses intercessors. He says, I'll do it with you. Um, my son, Justice, uh, was uh, pretty small when we moved here. And I accidentally bought a house that had a yard that nearly killed me. Um, it was like a lot. It was so, it was like a park and it had stumps. And I used to, I, we bought a uh, riding lawnmower when we first moved to Kansas City. And I used to make jokes the first year of the church about uh, mowing yards in Kansas City, only to find out I was the only one with this gargantuan yard. And so, um, but, but, but Justice, when he was little, he would get on that riding lawnmower uh, with me and he would mow with me. Now, the truth is, is, I didn't really need justice to mow. <laughs> I could do it without him, but I sure liked doing it with him. So here's the thing. God gives you real spiritual say-so. You're a laborer in the spiritual realm. You're the son, daughter of God the Father. You, you, he has decided to partner with his people so the dignity that you possess is not just your paycheck. The dignity that you possess is not necessarily the house that you live in. The dignity that you possess is not even your resume of what you accomplished where people applaud you and say, hey, your Instagram bio looks amazing. No, you possess this opportunity to come before God and take, whether it's minutes or hours, and come before God and say, I'm gonna voluntarily put myself in this space and I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna intercede. Intercession... Um, it's effective. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but intercession, this is, we're not playing games. It's not, so it's, it's, it's more than just saying, I pray and God transforms me. Yes, he does transform you. But if you read Jesus, I mean, Jesus, just listen to this. I, listen to the way that Jesus talks. Jesus wants us to ask, Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you'll find. You know that text. Seek and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, the one who knocks the door is open. Which of you, if a son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or, or if he asks for a fish, you'll give him a snake. If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to you? Matthew 21, 22. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for. Mark 11, 22. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what, what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe and you will receive it and it will be done for you. I mean, Jesus doesn't seem to say, hey, uh, pray that this mountain will be, will be moved and your attitude towards the mountain will change. No, Jesus, I'm just reading God incarnate as he teaches his disciples. He actually is saying, no, th there is real say-so based upon the saints that pray. 
I'm just saying, if you read Jesus, you can talk, you can, you can create arguments. You can try to sow intellectual knots to try to justify getting out of prayer. I'm just telling you, it's not something that you want to try to intellectually and theologically get out of. It's actually one that you find yourself in the river. You'll say, I delight in this. It's far better than the other way. John 14, 12, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask for anything in my name and I will do it. We prayed this one yesterday at the prayer meeting. If you remain in me, John 15, seven, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. I'm just telling you, I can't read Jesus and think being passive on prayer is logical. I just think Jesus seems to be teaching his disciples aggressively that it, 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 it's effective. It actually makes a difference. And so you got James talking that way. It's effective. Jesus talking that way. Now I'll just give you this. We'll close with this. I know intercession is labor. David, but it's not easy. I get it. I agree. <laughs> I mean, no doubt about it, uh, some people start prayer out of a place of desperation. We've got all these uh, stories where they're just blind Bartimaeus, they're just desperate. And that's a beautiful place to start. I think there's some people that pray intercession out of discipline. They got that Hal Perkins, Butte, Montana bulldog, right? And they're gonna just be disciplined and they're up early. I think that's great too. Awesome. And there are some people that they've got that intercession is delight, that's Psalm 1. I delight myself. I love all of it. And no matter the level of delight that you take, no matter the level that you go, I just actually enjoy it. I wanna enjoy it. I do too, me too. And I'm just telling you, there are some things that I tell my children, this is the right thing to do no matter what you feel. This is a conviction. You do lock the door when you leave our house. I don't, but I don't feel like, it. no, okay, I, I get that. But this is... And so I want, my dream is that we have a church that we possess this conviction in our bones that when we pray, God is at work. And I love the on-ramps where we delight in it. But can I be honest with you? There is days where I delight in it. The, the day I told you about a few weeks ago in the tribal Bible, delight. Oh God, you're good. And I could see little things where I see God at work. God, you're fighting. And there's a lot of days. Line it up again. Open up that Bible. And your kingdom come, your will be done. I'm in the middle of the valley of the shadow of death, but I trust in God in the midst of this. And God, would you break in? God, would you break in? Would you bless me? Be so close to Renata. Oh God, I ask that you, God, I pray for my four children. Jesus, I'm believing you for Radiant Church. Oh God, would you, would you, Lord, help us to be authentic disciples in the midst of a culture that we just feel like doing religious box checking? God, would you form us into an authentic church and just line it up and just believe again? So my prayer for us, when we got this praying church series, I'll give you one practical thing as we go, is that we would be, you would be praying church. I believe when we pray, we start to see God at work. And okay, this is silly. I'm gonna go old school. This is old school, David. This is 1997, David. So if this doesn't land, Please forgive me. This is 25-year-old illustration. But there was a day when I was telling teenagers when I was 21 <laughs> that God was at work beyond what you could see. 
And my illustration was, uh, it, was, it was angels in the outfield, sorry. I know if you're like, what is, what is he talking about? Like 30 years ago, this was an awesome movie, right? For those kids of the 90s, you're with me. It's that, it's that bizarre movie where all of a sudden you're like, that guy, I mean, it was Matthew McConaughey. He was like, that's his breakout movie, man. I mean, he's just like, he's just like in the outfield and it just takes it and goes to catching a fly ball and everybody's like, what? And there's only one kid that could see it, that there's angels, right? Angels in the outfield, right? I know you're with me and I lost half of you. You're like, I was with the guy. I really liked it when he was quoting, you know, C.S. Lewis and Dietrich Bonhoeffer, but quoting Matthew McConaughey in the Disney movies. I don't know. But the, but, 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 but here, here, the storyline is that is you, got, you got people that they can't, how, how is that happening? How, how can, how, how, and then it's, oh, there's, there's, there's angels in the outfield. That's the, the premise of the movie. Oh, you can't, there's things, you, there's angels you can't see. I'm just telling you, I read, I, I read Exodus 17 and I go, there's angels in the outfield. How are they defeating the Amalekites? God at work. God at work. So I got a dream for you, if you'll join me. This might be too much. Um, Jesus looked at his disciples and said, can you not pray with me one hour? Can you watch and pray one hour? I just have a dream that every single one of us, and we can work our way this way. I'm not saying we get there this week, but I wanna invite you to go one hour a week, break it up nine minutes a day, nine times seven, 63. Or you can go 10 minutes. You can be a super achiever and go 70 minutes a week. But I wanna invite you to labor in the spiritual realm, not devotional prayer. God, help me. I love you. Not that. Not petitionary. Just where you're actually taking the resources of heaven, heaven and you're distributing them. You're asking God. You're that middle person. You're asking for other people. So you could take, if, and so if you took nine minutes a day, that would be an hour a week. Here, I'm gonna say it clearly. My dream is that every person at Radiant Church, yeah, but David, I'm not that kind of person. No, no, every person, nine minutes a day, that adds up so that if we are a spiritual army and you're praying, I don't care if you pray that whole time for your kid. Oh God, I wish he was a little bit taller. I wish he was a bullet. That's my dad's prayer. He was like, Lord, help the kid, right? I don't care what you pray for, but you're engaging God. I pray you will start to labor for the lost and start to care. You will start to, you, you, there will be things, you will watch your affections start to change. You, so you could just turn off ESPN radio. Fum, fum. It's a nine minute drive. I do that every day. Or you could say, um, I'm gonna take, hey, you could just turn your little prayers for your food longer. Three minutes, baby. I mean, I don't care. Before you go to bed. Uh, maybe nine 60 second prayers a day. I don't know. But where you labor, I'm gonna pray. You'll start to pray and you'll watch. Okay, you know this new book? I love this book. Um, it's called Atomic Habits. Uh, and it's this great book about habits, but there's this phrase that he says where he talks about stacking habits, right? So he's stacking your habits. So I was thinking about that for, for, for this. What if you started to stack prayers? So it's like, so the stackable habits means you do a micro habit and then you add another one on top of it. And then you add another one on top of it. And then you add another, you see, you add a habit and then you add some, a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more. You just add, what if you did that with your prayers? Maybe your first thing in the morning is, morning, Lord, I just pray for Renata, pray for the kids, pray for uh, our church today. Got, you're 20 seconds in, you, you do one minute when you got, and then you go, 
maybe, okay, even as I walk to the car, I'm going to add this. I could add, I could stack, I could stack a prayer. I could stack a prayer there. I could, and over time, you're laboring in the spiritual realm. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm telling you that whole Lord's prayer. God, 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 thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Us, us, us. I'm telling you, praise, thanksgiving, boom, your will be done. Intercession. This intercession thing is it's actually a delight. You know the NFL where they tell kids, play, three, play 60? 60 minutes a day, be outside. I love that. 60 minutes a day, be active. Get off that screen, children, and be, be active, okay? Here's your pastor today. 60 minutes a week, people, pray. It's called, it's a campaign I'm starting in this very moment. It's very revelatory. Pray 60. 60 minutes a week, just nine minutes a day. God, I lift up so-and-so. God, I lift, and you'll, boom. Pray for our building. Pray for the, the missionaries. I got a dream that we'd support missionaries like crazy. I got a dream that we'd send out young people all over the world. I, we, got, we, we got a lot to pray for. Just, you'll find your heart just disconnecting from some other things. Reconnecting and laboring in the spiritual realm will be a part of your journey and we'll be a praying church. Stand with me, let's pray together. Would you stretch out your hands like this and I want to pray for you? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come before you so grateful that you are uh, at work through broken, weak people. And that God, you hear the broken prayer of a blind man. You hear the prayer of a man who um, just is desperate for a servant to be healed. God, you, you, you heal a man whose, whose friends just dropped him through a roof and they're just desperate. And God, we're weak, broken people, but we live in an age it's so hard. And we ask, Lord Jesus, that we would be an authentic church. And I pray, that the, I pray that the prayers of the saints would be strong in this house. God, not, we don't want to be elite. We don't want to be arrogant. But we do, God, want to labor in prayer. We want to be friends of God. We want to see your will done on planet Earth. So I pray, Lord Jesus, for my friends pray for each one. They've got bills to pay. They've got so many challenges and different things they're wrestling with. And God, I pray, help us. Form us into a praying army, God. Come, Holy Spirit of God, strengthen us. Just take five seconds, you and God. Say, God, do this in me. And if you're willing to do pray 60, I made it up. If it's weird, you don't have to do it. But if you, if you, if you go, I, I could do that. I, I, I could work on that. I might not get there this week. I might be prayed 27 this week, but I'll work my way each day. I'll commit to it. I'll jump in. Just take a moment, you and God. you're in the room today and you haven't made a decision to follow Jesus, Jesus will save you. He'll rescue you. He'll transform you. He'll make you a new person. 
He'll give you supernatural power, his power. He'll make you a different person. You shine in a, in a dark world. And here at Radiant Church, we're committed to walking with you. If you would say, I'm, I'm someone that needs Jesus. And if that's you today, I wanna invite you just to take a moment, pray this prayer with me. Begin a journey as a follower of Jesus. Just say this, Jesus, save me, rescue me. Pull me out of the ditch, living for myself. Make me a new person. Thank you for the gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus. I give you my life. Save me. Help me. I need you. I need God. Be so much, be, be close to me right now and help me. Give you my life. I'll follow you. Thank you. Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer today, we at Radiant are committed to going on the journey with you. And we have Bibles down front. We have a, actually a five-star prayer team up here that would love to pray with you at the end of service. Um, but we'd like uh, for you to actually let us know if you're able to, that you've made that decision to follow Jesus so that we can better equip you and help you and walk with you on the journey. I wanna invite my bride, Renata, to come on up. We're gonna take just a moment and pray over our offering. I'm so sorry for that joke about your shirt. I was just... It's really nice. <laughs> I just, I kind of stepped out of line there. Just take a minute, ushers, if you want to come forward. Just take a moment, pray over our offering. Pray for us. Lord Jesus, we just thank you, God, for the opportunity to give. God, we thank you that we get to give our first and our best towards you. And God, we thank you, Lord, that we are stewards of everything that you've given us. God, we thank you for your blessing and for your goodness and for your provision and the way that you take care of us. And God, we thank you for what you're doing, Lord Jesus, in our city, Lord, and in our nation. God, and we thank you, Lord, even around the world, Lord Jesus, the missionaries that we're able to support and God, the churches that are being planted. God, we just thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you that we get to be your sons and your daughters. God, we ask that you would just bless whatever's given today in Jesus' name.